As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told. So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. This is The Athletic Hockey Show. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Friday show. We're recording this. We're starting on Thursday, but it's basically Friday. It's going to be posted Friday because... We are trying to be good podcast co-hosts and give you variety. We wanted to wait for you, dear listener, for more games to happen. Yeah. But instead now, it's 11.30 p.m. Yeah, that's definitely what happened. Definitely wasn't somebody playing an ill-timed volleyball game. I mean... (laughs) This is the first, like... This is the first true Friday show, in my opinion, because it's going to cross over from Thursday to Friday, like as we record this. If we record for 42 minutes, we're going to, we're going to have recorded on bo- both of the days. Right. Yeah, that's fair. This is Friday proper. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else has been Friday adjacent. Um, but no, it's it's been a really busy day, really couple... Geez, a really busy couple of days because hockey is back in full. There was a couple of games in Prague, but this is the North American launch of the season, beginning of the season. Six games on Wednesday, 10 on Thursday. Yeah, we wanted to watch a bunch of these games on Thursday before we started talking about them. For you, I didn't have to play volleyball. We could have recorded before I went. <laughs> Don't blame me. I am doing this for our loyal friends and listeners. Anyways, I'm Haley Salvian. I didn't even finish introducing myself before you started making fun of me. My name's Haley Salvian. I'm here with Sean Gentilly. I could have been playing volleyball. I didn't Can you play volleyball? Yet. It's not your business. What does it mean when I say that somebody is in position number six? Don't have to explain myself to you. <laughs> if there's six back, what does that mean? This is like the reverse of 
like the asshole guy who goes out on a date with a girl and is like, oh yeah, you say you like football? Like who is the third string quarterback yeah, for and you know the what? Baltimore People Ravens? People have been asking me that for years and it was really nice to say to somebody. Doesn't doesn't make okay. it right. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Thanks everyone. It's the Athletic Hockey Show. It's Friday. 10 games tonight. Pittsburgh Penguins start there. They beat the Arizona Coyotes. Sidney Crosby <laughs> scores the first goal of the season for Pittsburgh. The vibes were good. Uh, everyone just fought a lot also. <laughs> Arizona is so bad. Arizona is so bad. We we know what their MO is going to be. They came out. They went down 3 nothing very, very quickly. Uh so they kind of fell in a deficit too early to sufficiently goon it up. <laughs> like it was like they 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 had to deviate from it from the game plan and actually try to play hockey. But yeah, it was uh, man, classic classic uh, hip check from Shane Gostas Bear that went bad. That was sort of like the way I spent the first chunk of my night on Thursday. I watched the first period of Penguins Coyotes. It seemed like it devolved from there. Then I jumped over to what the hell did I watch after that? I watched. Panthers Islanders for a little bit. Matthew Kachuk first goal as a Florida Panther. Yeah, he plays. Wait, did he, he plays for the Florida Panthers now? Is that true? I think something might have happened. Yeah, I believe there was a trade. Uh, didn't watch Maple Leafs Caps because who cares? But I did watch <laughs> the, the the first the first Leafs game, which was uh, day before. That was fun. I'm sure. That, I'm Should sure we get into that? Talked. No, that's been talked about sufficiently. I would imagine. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about it anymore at all. Okay. <laughs> do, do, no, do, do, what? Okay, so we, we can touch on that quick because that's still – we can talk about the Leafs, I think, in general quickly here because I think what we saw today or tonight, Austin Matthews breaks a third period tie, scores to – you know, scores the Leafs' third goal. They end up beating Washington 3-2. I think we saw Matthews – stop us from going into like DEFCON 5 or DEFCON 1, whatever the worst DEFCON is. Cause I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like completely incapable of, of, uh, of, of remembering that. that. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got saved by, uh, by future Arizona coyote, Austin Matthews for sure. I think if, if Toronto would have lost <laughs> those, those first two games, um, I, I, this is probably a better question for you. Like, do we start seeing the Sheldon Keefe stuff? <laughs> they lose if they lose two games like like when do the when do the toronto uh newspaper columnists like start sharpening up the knives for for those guys like how bad would the start have to be oh and five i don't know i mean yeah if they start oh and five and they're all terrible games and you know they're losing to montreal and arizona and philadelphia etc like i think part of the issue was um, you know, that Montreal game, I mean, this is a, you know, I think we do need to preface it with, it was the Hab season opener and they do have some young talent and, um, yeah, but I stink. just, they stink. yeah, like there's still, I'm sure there's people who will say that a, that a, that a home opener at the bell center is not an easy environment to step into, but it's not like these are Leafs players who've never been there, you know, Austin Matthews <laughs> and Mitch Marner yeah. and. William Nylander, this is not their first go-around. They're not taking the rookie lap. So that's why you see and hear Sheldon Keefe talking about how their performance was unacceptable. It was a sloppy game. I did the Leafs report cards after that game. It was really sloppy. There was defensive issues for sure. I think there was some things where it's just like, what are these guys doing right now? I don't know if I came away from the game being like, Sheldon Keefe, what is your problem? Sure, you can always think of a coach and say, like, why didn't he have the guys ready? Or maybe he worked them too hard in training camp. I think that's galaxy braining it a little bit. I think it's too soon to do the what the heck is going on with Sheldon Keefe. The one thing I would question is like the Muzzin and Hall pairing. They didn't work well last year, did not play well in that season opener either. So I'm, I'm curious in terms of that um, when it comes to deployment from the coaching staff, but also what else is Sheldon Keefe supposed to do? He doesn't exactly what you're going to put Victor Mete in instead of one of those guys. And it's all going to be better. <laughs> like Timothy Lilligren's yeah. hurt. They have no cap space. What do you want Sheldon Keefe to do? <laughs> and it, also it's one game, like calm down. It's one game. They still outshot the Habs. 
They still outplayed the Habs for most of that game, but it was really, really sloppy. And then they come back and win. So I don't know. If they go, if they drop the first two games and if they're back to back and you get a look at both of the goalies who are supposed to be on reclamation projects, and I could see the freak out in Toronto just being like, oh my God, canceled, like not cancel the season, but I could see people freaking out being like, this is what we got. This is what we have in goal. Yeah, because these guys aren't good. Like Matt Murray hasn't been good for five years. Ilya Samsonov, Ilya Samsonov had every chance in the world last season to to actually win the Caps' starting job, and he didn't. Like he he they started Vinicek in the first. Right. In and the look, first. they won tonight, so it's not. I know. He's coming away with the W. Um, I don't this have is, any of the advanced this, analytics in front of me to know how many gave goals scored above expected, but I mean, you keep the Capitals to two goals. Who knows what the Capitals end up looking like this season? Uh, I'm still not convinced that the age curve exists in Washington or Pittsburgh. <laughs> I think it'll probably catch up to the Capitals before it catches up to the Penguins. But I mean, yeah, he allowed two goals on 26 shots. It was better than what Matt Murray looked like against what we should assume to be a better team. Um, you know, some other guys in the Leafs lineup got on the board. Kelly Arncroke scored. You know, Austin Matthews comes out. He, I don't want to say he was invisible in the season opener, but based on the level that we expect from Austin Matthews, like he had a couple, I think he had five shots on goal in that game against Montreal. He had a couple high slot chances, a couple one-timers. Other than that, I didn't think that top line looked great. Yeah. I mean, this is what we're – one, you know, what the hell is half of 82? We're one forty one of the way through the season. This is always yeah. the way, this is the way it's going to, this is the way it's going to go. The goalies aren't good. Yeah. We're going to have this conversation over and over and over again. They're going to be let down by their goaltending multiple times this year because those guys aren't good enough. And it's going to yeah. be a problem now. And it's going to be a problem in May. And the narrative is already set. And it's set for a reason. Because again, like it, it's just it's still just it's still wild and whatever we that's that's enough about the Leafs honestly this yeah is, let's move, this is the this isn't this isn't Leafs report but like no but, and they were the Wednesday game and there's other games that happened tonight um we already talked a bit about the Penguins sorry to cut you off but uh the vibes in Buffalo great start vibes in Ottawa it's still early so we're not going to overreact but. Everyone was looking at the Ottawa Senators like they were going to be a playoff team this season. Maybe we should say that the Buffalo Sabres are going to be a playoff team this season. No, they're not. They're not that good. But Okay, my good. point is that they beat the Ottawa Senators tonight. Yeah, they're good. That's what I was saying. They're good enough to beat Ottawa in, in, in game one. Um, yeah, you, you know, you, you look at the names popping up on, on the score sheet there. I think Dylan Cousins is a guy who's going to... If we're talking about Buffalo as a relevant team, you know, in, in a in a month or two, Dylan or whatever, three months in February, it's going to be because Dylan Cousins makes some kind of leap, and he's shown a lot the shown a lot or showed a lot towards the end of last season to suggest that that was possible. Peyton Krebs also had, had an assist, and I think like maybe maybe a little bit more reason to be concerned about his development because he was pretty he was pretty rough. He had a, he had a bizarre bizarre season last year. Get gets his first assist. I mean, that's you know. That's a big win for Buffalo, man. I believe Josh Allen was in the stands. I'm pretty sure he was wearing an Alex Tuck jersey. Are you being serious right now? I have I have a source in Buffalo who is suggesting that Josh Allen was in the stands wearing, wearing an Alex Tuck jersey. Yeah. Did you check any of the channels? No. I don't to care. see if he was there? Okay. I don't care. I have moles in Buffalo. That's the point. All right. The, well, the fly- How about the Flyers, man? Yeah, break up some of these teams the that flyers. were so doom and gloom all preseason, or teams that were all excited in the preseason. Uh, it's game one, and we will get to some overreactions, some way too early overreactions to start of the season. We've been collecting some on Twitter; some of them are really funny. But yeah, uh, another team that some people were really high on. This is the year for the Devils. They're young, they're skilled, their goaltending can't be worse. <laughs> Uh, Devils lose. It's to amazing. Flyers five to two. It, <laughs> it's amazing. What happened? I, I was I was surprised to see Mackenzie Blackwood start that game. Honestly, for as bad as he was last season, and for as much as they've invested in, well, is the that other- why you go and get Vitek Vanacek? 
Yeah, I, you would imagine so because <laughs> because you're saying this guy is capable. I, I did the math in our season previews, and the Devils were, I believe, they're minus. They're, I don't I don't have the exact number in front of me. Their goal differential was like minus sixty on the season. And if they would have had nine oh two goaltending, it would have been up towards zero. And nine oh two is eleven points below league average last year. Like this is not like that is not that's not expecting much. And then they go out and get a guy who who you know like Vanacek was the other crappy Caps goaltender last year. But he that shows you how bad off Jersey was from a goaltending standpoint. Was that the Caps ditched and, and the Leafs for that matter? The Caps ditched both those guys. They're like, yo, Samsonov. Vanacek not working like we need to cut bait and start over here one lands with the devils one lands with the leafs and Vanacek's you know doesn't doesn't even start tonight and you know murray or uh samsonov you know at least at least showed something but it is it is funny i think i think philly though i don't know 82 and l john tortorella for john tortorella for jack adams turns out that the Turns out that the Travis Sanheim deal was actually good. Is that is, yeah. is that is that what we're talking about here? I mean, let's get into that because this morning the Flyers announced that they've, or I guess it was this afternoon, depending what time zone you're in, I suppose, that they signed Travis Sanheim to a contract extension, eight years, $50 million. <laughs> and my initial reaction was like, what are they doing? <laughs> like, I get that he's supposed to be one of their cornerstones potentially he's 26 years old he's in the final season of a two-year contract he signed in in 2021 could have been a ufa this season so they lock him in on an eight-year 50 million dollar deal like i guess i was just i i just sometimes get confused about the direction in philadelphia that's all so sometimes (laughs) like so travis sanheim is a decent number two, like a decent second pair guy. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's who he is. Uh, it, it, this is just part and parcel with the flyers, like not really realizing or Chuck Fletcher, like not, doesn't seem like he's, you know, operating in the same sphere of reality as, as the rest of us are. Cause that, that's a move that you make when you're like, all right, we love our core. We love our core players. We love Travis Anheim. And you know, you you would have thought that they're coming off something other than a total like catastrophe season because it's like, yeah, keep it, keep them around. But six six point two five for eight years is wild. Mm-hmm. And you have and he's part of a top four, by the way, right now. That's it's him. It's Rasmus Ristolainen, who's at five point one for five more or four more. And you have Provorov, who's also overpaid at six seven five, and you have Tony D'Angelo, who they signed over the lease on the Wells Fargo Center to 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 acquire from from Carolina and then sign. So you have all this money and all this term locked up in a top four that, that like basically isn't any good because they're they're the definition they're truly the definition of what happens when you have half decent players except for maybe in the case of Rissalainen who are playing like a level above who are forced to play a level above what they actually are like Provorov's not number 1 but he's but, he, but he's played like one Sanheim not a number 2 but but he's but he's paid like one D'Angelo is just an eminently flawed player uh and then you have the the Rissalainen catastrophe right so you have Philly just like whistling through the graveyard and locking up all these like these four guys for all this money and all this term and it's just like what is i mean we've we've said it over and over again like i've had charlie on two different shows we've talked about the flyers because they're fascinating it's you know slow motion slow motion car crash stuff from them uh and it doesn't get old because they keep making these decisions where you're like what what is the end goal here? So yeah, I, I don't know, but who? What what the hell do I know? They just want they went out and won five two, Flyers for Eastern Conference champs. Watch watch out watch out Metro baby. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things was before the game there was an interview with John Tortorella going around, and he was asked by John Clark, who's with NBC, 
he asked John Tortorella if he's found something in the Flyers that are like that the Flyers are good at and that they can build around build on, excuse me, <laughs> to you know form an identity. And and this is what John Tortorella had to say. No. Man of many words. That's John. John Tortorella. Back to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the kind of performance that made him a media superstar with ESPN uh, and, and, and TSN before him. It's so great. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, post gave me a little more say. Said we worked our asses off. I think I saw another funny quote. I think it's always oh, I missed. I just lost it. I think someone said, you know, Gary Bettman and I are, are really good friends. He he comes to me and, and finds me all the time. Takes all my money. Maybe that's an old quote. I lost it. I, I, I'd love. I'd, I'd pay. I'd pay money to see like a thirty-second conversation, like between Torts and, and Batman when they they didn't think anybody was around. Like I wonder what those, <laughs> I wonder what those guys talk about. Pets probably. Torts, legendary dog guy. The man loves animals. I don't know about Gary. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if they could bond over that. I'll have to wait and see. Okay, sorry, Sean. I found the quote. Mm. Gary Bettman and I are real good friends because all he does is take my money through fines. Uh, oh. And this tweet says that Tortorella has paid a total of $149,000 in fines. That doesn't seem like a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I think money for, a, is... for a coach in a league where nobody's ever fined all that much at one time? Well, I, I guess there's no there's no CBA. I that, just like, think that I was looking for like some astronomical. Ah, that was crazy. No, you, I mean you presented that's a dump it. in the bucket for a coach who probably makes way more than like the average dude. Like I don't think John Tortorella is making like a million yeah. bucks a year. No, he's making he's ma- he's making twenty one fifty a year or t- t- twenty one fifty an hour if he gets yeah. bumped up if if he gets bumped up to. Shift manager, he, he'll he'll get he'll, he'll get a dollar fifty raise. Um, I sincerely thought that you were saying that like that like Torts said that like he alluded to some like I, that he was telling the truth basically, not just making some joke about oh, how okay. Gary you how, how Gary was taking all his money. You thought they were friends? Yeah, I did. Oh, I'm stupid. Oh, well, let's get, let's get out of this segment. Let's take a break. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, so let's keep going around the league here, Sean. There's more games to be talked about that happened on Thursday, that happened on Wednesday. There's games on right now as we're recording right behind me. Let me just... All right, still an intermission. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's Kale McCarr. That's, that's actually Kale McCarr drinking uh, out of the cup. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, this is a podcast, so you can't see behind me, but I do have the Flames Avs game behind me. You guys, Big. you guys just gotta trust us. It's totally cool. It's really, it's, it's really cool. I wish you all could see it. Yeah, it's totally behind me right now. You just have to trust us, bro. Um, but it's in the the second intermission. Flames are up three to one. Over the Colorado Avalanche, they're on a back-to-back. Pavel Francouz is in net. He was really good in the playoffs last year, by the way, when he when he had to come in pinch hit for Darcy Kemper after he got his eye poked by a stick. But uh, I think he's I think he's part of the reason that that Colorado was like, yeah, we can we don't we don't have to pay Darcy Kemper. This guy's fine. He's cheap. Let's get like another cheap guy. One one of them will probably be fine. Whether it's whether it's him or Yorgiev, I don't know if I. Agree. I don't know if I necessarily agree with with the with the specifics, but I can understand the sentiment. 
Pete, Peter Boz said that several times. Like the way Colorado gave him ran, the extra money to sign somebody like yeah. Evan Bouchard instead of not Evan, having Evan Rodriguez. Yeah, In, Evan or, Rodriguez. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, or they they get some more wiggle room. They don't have to be completely up against it with like Valerie Nachushkin. I get it. I get I get the logic, but Yorgi Evan Francis. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, uh, Mackenzie Weger, Jonathan Huberdeau, and Nazem Kadri were getting their first look, getting a first look at them. In Calgary, uh, Mackenzie Weger has two assists in his debut, setting up two goals for the Calgary Flames. That's a pretty good start for Mackenzie Weger. I think we're going to see a different level of offense and a different level of jump into the zone, like more activation from Mackenzie Weger this season because he's going to be with somebody like Chris Tana versus Aaron Ekblad. And that's not to say that he wasn't good with Ekblad last year and that he didn't have jump and that he didn't provide offense for the Florida Panthers because he did. But he was the guy who would, you know, get the puck, retrieve the puck, start it up in transition and kind of let Ekblad work and he would be there. You know, Weger's really smart and he knows when to pinch down. He knows where the shooting lanes are. He knows when to drop down into the slot, and he has a good wrist shot to finish those opportunities. Somebody just scored behind me. I think it was Tyler Toffoli. This is the live play-by-play, Calgary Flames. Let's all turn and watch what Jonathan Huberdeau did. Just kidding. But it was Tyler Toffoli. It's 4-1 Flames in the third period. But I think think we're going to see something a little different from Weaker this season because – Tanev is so reliable, and we've seen the impact that Chris Tanev has made on his D partners last season with Oliver Shillington, the year before that with Noah Hannafin, the year before that with Quinn Hughes. We see it all the time. What's he going to do for a guy who's already established as a top pair defenseman? I'm very curious, and especially considering that those two guys are quote-unquote the second pair. So are we going to see them getting to work against maybe lesser opponents? You would imagine. I mean, Rasmus Anderson and Noah Hannafin ate, ate some toughs at, at times at times last year. Um, but yeah, it's it's Uyghur unleashed, right? Like he he can be the guy that you know he doesn't have to worry about. <laughs> he can he can carry the puck in himself. He doesn't have to worry about getting it to getting it to Aaron Hackblad or or you know starting it that way. He's going to get more power play time. That was something he he was. You know, I I thought he had more of it in Florida. It turns out he got about forty seconds a game, right? So, yeah, I think yeah, he played all of two minutes on the power play last season in Florida, or something like that. Yeah, he so he's gonna have you know, he's he's gonna have the the opportunity to stack up points there, which is honestly a good reason to lock him in if you're Calgary now, because we're talked about his his contract before too. You know that dude. It's always funny, like ahead of seasons, when you see guys who are like. It, it's it's happen, It's going to happen with John Klingberg in, in, in Anaheim where they're going to rehab his value by putting him on the power play. He's going to rack up a bunch of points there. It's going to happen with Miro Heiskanen. He's playing top power play with the, with the Dallas Stars because there is now no John Klingberg. He's mm-hmm. going to stack up a bunch of points. He's going to get, get a ton of Norris votes. Like the prime is pumped. Um, <laughs> the pump is primed for, for him to, for, for him, for him to kind of make that leap. It is funny to see like what, an extra like 15 or 20 points, you know, let, let's say on, on a power play can do, you know, for a defenseman's re- reputation, because you do see those point totals and you're like, all right, this guy's good. And that is, I think what stopped, you know, for as good as, for as good as, is a lot of us knew, a lot of people listening to this knew that Mackenzie Weger, you know, was and is, and cer- certainly was in Florida. He didn't have like those super gaudy point totals because, you know, he got squeezed out by Ekblad, right? So it's it's his show now, and he's he's gonna that dude. He could end up finishing with you know whatever sixty five points, seventy one points. Like it's 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 not impossible with that collection of talent they have there. And what he's got two assists tonight, two assists so far tonight, uh, thirteen minutes. And Rasmus Anderson's played seventeen already at this point in the game. So and it's he's a had group. a pretty good night too. Rasmus Anderson scored a goal. He's got an assist. He's got three shots on net. So I think the Flames, I think the Flames are gonna be good. It's it's hard to make big takeaways and crazy takes super early in the season, especially when they're playing against a team that I don't believe they got into their hotel until four in the morning in Calgary, like this morning before the game, because they That's had brutal. they had the the ceremony, the banner raising, then the game, then they, you know, get to the get pack your stuff up, get a suit, 
get a clean suit, go home, get back to the rink, get to the get to the airport, fly to Calgary, take the bus, get to the hotel and check in. So they had a really, really late night slash early morning. Not that they're going to make excuses for that, but that's a really tight turnaround in the first two days of, of the season for them. And they're certainly looking it. I mean, the Flames are up 4 nothing in the third period. Backup goalie in, back-to-back, whatever. I'm I'm excited to see what the Flames look like this season. I think we've talked ad nauseum about it, so we don't really need to get into it. I think we've talked so much about are they going to be better, are they going to be better, what do we make of the trade, et cetera. I'm glad we don't have to keep asking those questions and we can just watch and see and see how this turns out. That's my favorite part about this year. We don't have to keep asking these open-ended questions. (laughs) We can actually just watch. We don't have to keep previewing stuff. We can just watch hockey and talk about what we're seeing. Any other games that come to mind for you? That have happened? It's a bummer of a start for Patrick Lina yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know what? It's a bummer of a start for Boone Jenner because one minute everyone's talking about how this guy won the lottery. You've got Patrick Lina on one wing, you've got Johnny Gaudreau on the other. You're the number one C in Columbus, and things haven't been great there for a while. But now look at you, Boone Jenner. Come on down. You've won the lottery. Uh and then Patrick Lina gets injured. He's out for three to four weeks. Yeah. After after scoring a great goal, by the way, like that's a goal scorer's goal. Oh, and yeah. I was listening yeah. to <laughs> well, he's, he's that's what he that's what he does. That's but all he, he does. Did you know he's never scored fifty goals? He's never had a fifty goal season. Yeah. I did, I had to I heard that on the radio and I had to fact check. I'm like, there's no way because everyone just knows Patrick Lina is the goal scorer. He mm-hmm. hasn't had a fifty goal year yet. Yeah, came into Winnipeg and tore stuff up and had kind of a weird and then phased into a little bit of a weird stretch and struggled in Columbus. He was he was hurt. He wasn't happy. He didn't have anybody to get him the puck. That's also a big part of it because they tra- they traded their center. They tra- they they traded Dubois to to bring him in there. It's just yeah. been it's been a it's just been a constant. Even aside from the Johnny Gaudreau stuff, it's been like this constant search in in Columbus for. Just some kind of center depth for going back years now. So yeah, mm-hmm. you know Boone Jenner's the Boone Jenner's the one C. That's a crazy, crazy thing to say. You know, in, in 2022, <laughs> but there's at least, you know, you have Cole Sillinger coming up. It seems like Kent Johnson is still going to play center at some point, some point in, in his career, even, even though he's he's been a wing for a while. Jack mm-hmm. Roslevic, like the, like they have guys now in a way in a way that they didn't, you know. A couple years ago, but man, that's a that's a t- it's a tough break for Lina because you know plenty of contract issues, like everything lined up for him this year. Finally, to you know maybe have that fifty goal year or get back to that forty you know four kind of goal dude that, w- that we saw early, early in his career. Right, he's playing with Johnny Gaudreau. He's finally healthy. He's finally got the contract stuff taken care of. Like we we saw that happen in a big way, and he goes out and gets hurt you know, negative 10 seconds in, into his, into his first game. And he's, he, he's going to miss a month. It's, it, it's a shame. Cause he's fun. He's a mm-hmm. fun player. Like he's taken a lot of shit over the years. Cause he is, he's a zero in his own end or cer- certainly has been at points, you know, in his career, but that's a fun dude. And the league's a better place whenever they have him, you know, ripping down the wing and fighting, you know, firing wristers from, from the top of the circles past guys. He's a blast. So, Sad sight. Just think about how many times you see guys just beat goalies clean. You know? Like, how yeah. often is it just a guy coming down the wing, staring a goalie down and beating him clean? Like, we don't see that as much as goalies are getting bigger and they're getting better. It's like a tip in front or there's traffic or the goalie's moving side to side. There's a nice play. There's a good pass. Patrick Line is one of those guys who can just stare a goalie in the face and and just rip it. Yeah blocker, glove side, wherever it needs to be. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I'm very curious to see what happens with Johnny Gaudreau in Columbus without Patrick Line. Is he going to be able to drive a line with just Boone Jenner and whoever ends up taking his spot on the wing? That remains to be seen. We did just get our first Huberto to Lindholm goal. It happened. I wonder how many were, how many of those we're oh going to see. Oh, my God. Yeah. Flames might be all right. <laughs> and we'll see. How about Brent Burns last night, by the way? Do you, do you, do you, the guy who played a completely night? different role. <laughs> no. Our buddy. I'm now boycotting the Carolina Hurricanes. 
I didn't kidding. even I didn't even bring this up to like take a leak to take a leak on on what happened last last week whenever right Rod sunned you in front of X, thousand, X thousands of people yeah Brent, Brent mm-hmm. Burns had thirteen shots last night it <laughs> seems like great. a Brent it seems like a Brent Burns game to me absolutely that rocks. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, I'm just I'm I'm so I'm glad we have actual games to talk about. I was I was getting I was getting really sick of previous stuff. Really, really sick of previous stuff. Well, especially after doing all the season previews, thirty-two different stories. Oh, about I, every single that team. yeah whatever that I I turned off my I don't even remember writing half of those. I, I was in like a fugue state. I feel like when you got to talk about the you know, support players for the San Jose Sharks or whatever. I'm, I'm not even talking about that. It was more like me and Dom were going to do power rankings for, for Friday morning. That's typically when they run and when they mm-hmm. will, and, they, and, and when they will run, but like there just haven't been enough games left. And we were like, this is going to end up being like 32 spicy takes or like one, one for each team. Yeah. And like, neither of us just had it in, in, in the tank for that. It will. And I don't think any, I don't think any of you guys do. I don't think anybody listening to this wants to see like, Here's what's gonna happen. Like here's here here's how the next six months are gonna play out. Like we're we are past that point, man. It's it's time to actually see games. And the best part, Haley, of being like two games, one game in, into a season here, is you get to overreact to stuff. Absolutely. I can't wait. This is our <laughs> third and final segment since nobody asked us questions last week, and it's probably because we were kind of mean to the people who made no, mean comments. It was, no, the the reason nobody asks questions, and we go over this on the Tuesday show. We all didn't the time, give them the roadmap. You climb up in a tree, you click your heels together three times. A bonnet, How a do you bonnet, do that in a tree? Don't ask. Are you standing on the You'll tree know. or your legs dangling? A okay. benevolent fairy will descend from the sky. Okay. She will lead you into the woods. We've talked about me and Craig talk about this all the time. There's a little hole. Take you down in the caves. Go over to the listen app or the the, the listen tab in, in the athletic app. There's headphones. You can click it and find our question section. And if you guys want to hang out there, go for it. If not, we'll just sit here and BS our way through th- through through a third segment, like we're about to do. We asked people on Twitter that came through. Oh, they did come through. Mm-hmm. So the question we put out there was. We want to know your best overreaction that you also completely believe in <laughs> from these first few days of the season. And this is great. So one of them, because we were talking about the Flames, is from Cole Smith. He said, my overreaction in early July was the Flames need to just go full rebuild and go for Connor Bedard. <laughs> overreaction now, Flames are winning the cup. <laughs> oh, how a couple of trades one blockbuster, one big free agent signing can just change everything. Who said that? Was that Cole? Was Cole Smith. Yeah. Cole, me and you, buddy. 
on the same yeah, you were you were tank mode for the flights, oh, weren't you? I, I was like, like just, I was like I was it. like get these get these guys out of here. It's 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 not gonna work. Everybody is either crappy or thirty one. Like <laughs> turn the page. There's 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 no point in doing this. Colin Carter Hart's gonna be a Vesna finalist this year. This is like this is the kind of like insane Philly <laughs> optimism that we were that we were talking about before. That's like. That's kind of perfect. I think I think that's like a perfect overreaction that also has a little bit of a chance of <laughs> of taking place because it's still like it's still Carter Hart. Like he's still the dude that everybody eighteen months ago was like, this is this is the next guy, right? Mm-hmm. And he's and he's one game in. And he's a machine. So that that's for sure. That's for sure going to happen. He only let in two goals against the New Jersey Devils in a 5-2 win on opening night for the Philadelphia Flyers. So here we go. Uh, This one's great. You'll appreciate this. This is from Patrick Damp. At this point, I can say with certainty that Jason Zucker is the best player in the history of the National Hockey League. (laughs) See, Pat Pat doesn't believe that. Pat's Pat's a Pittsburgh guy. He would never. So he, he, loves. He, he would never say. He would never say such a such a ridiculous thing. I think he. I think Pat might be a Yager guy. So that one. That one doesn't count because Pat doesn't believe it. I'm you know what? Comfor- can I actually I'm comfortable speaking for him? Can I get your take on this? Mm-hmm. Um, because we didn't talk about it when we were talking about the Penguins, but Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Chris Letang, they are now tied for the longest tenured trio in any of the four major national teams yeah, tied that, with that's crazy. the trio of Yankees from that dynasty. That's wild. It's a it's a hard it's a hard thing to parse, right? Because there's a certain to what? You have to have an un, you have to have a, a skilled player <laughs> starting from from a from a wild from a, Shit, players don't play seventeen years, right? No. So be, you, you have to be starting from, from with that, with with all those guys. They got to come into the league at basically the same time. That's for the most part what what we saw with Crosby and Malkin and, and Latang. They have to be healthy enough to play that long, and they have to actually want to play together for that long. And they're, like, that is that is wild. Seventeen years. They, it was it was Posada, Jeter. And Rivera are the are mm-hmm. the are the three yeah. guys on on the, on the Yankees because Andy Pettit took a break and, and yeah and that came was ninety five so to two thousand eleven. That's I I was a teenager whenever all those guys joined the like joined up with the Penguins. It's crazy, and I'm mm-hmm. elderly now. So two thousand six to the present, <laughs> I was just a nah, young we child nah, nah, we don't, we don't going to, to Pittsburgh Penguins games as a youth, driving from Fergus, Ontario to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, going to the old Mellon nah, Arena right. before right. it got blown up and turned into a parking lot. Can move on. Oh, those were the days. But yeah, <laughs> it's it's just super cool. And I think the other thing too is um, I did I believe Crosby tied Mario Lemieux for most years as captain on the team. Or he's just one year away. Yeah, he's 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 got to be getting close. Because it's the 16th year that Crosby's in captain. I don't have I love- that right in front of me, so I do apologize. But like, it's just wild. So Crosby's <laughs> going to break Lemieux's longevity record with 18 years with the Penguins. So Crosby set that milestone against the Coyotes. This is 18th season with the Penguins. Lemieux played 17. And he's coming up on the captaincy title as well. <laughs> I don't think you can call it a title. But yeah, Crosby you, will tie no, Joe you get Sackick's. A, you, you get, get a, a little banner, actually. Yeah. No crown. Just a teeny little crown. And Crosby's going to tie Joe Sackick's 16 seasons with the Avs slash Nordiques for the second most as an NHL captain of one team. Steve Eisenman leads that 19 seasons as captain of the Detroit Red Wings. Sometimes I don't know if we appreciate how long, and it's probably so cliche to like get to this point in his career and be like, Sidney Crosby's actually now underappreciated. But I don't know if sometimes we zoom out and reflect on just how long he's been one of the absolute best players slash centers in the league. He's not, he's not underappreciated. 
I appreciate Sidney Crosby. Other people <laughs> might not. Not Here's, me, though. Not, not me, though. Here's a good one from, from my buddy Dan Hopper. Lindy Ruff, gone by November. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's impossible. Like, the expectations in, in, in New Jersey are high. They have the next guy on the bench already with Andrew Burnett. That's a that's a that's still a wild a wild hire that we, that we you know, obviously the coaching carousel is ridiculous. But Andrew Burnett landed in, landed, landed in New Jersey, so, so you got Lindy looking over your shoulder. Expectations are high. They, at least they didn't do the offseason championship shit again like they've done for the past seven seasons or however long it's been. But... If they get off to a to a rough start, I think that's I think that's extremely extremely possible. Well, especially when so many of the and externally, um, people were looking at this as a team who might take a step in the next direction. People saying, "I actually really like the yeah. New Jersey Devils. I've liked them for a long time." This yeah, is the we just year. we Maybe just we, make we the just playoffs. we just talked about it. It's like it's like what was their problem last year? They didn't have goaltending. Well, they go out and at least theoretically try to fix that, and then they you know. It's in the cards. Like, like nobody can say that the, that the Devils are going to start, you know, whatever three and thirteen. But it's feasible. It's it's it'd be crazy, but it's feasible. And I, I think that's like what makes what uh what makes some good ones. Here. What, what do you think of this? Stars finish second in the Central and make it to the Western Conference Final. Pete DeBoer does Pete DeBoer things. That's from that's from Groot. He is Groot. Groot. My uh, mom it, is obsessed with Groot. Guys, I'm not even joking. My parents have gotten into an argument before because my mom just kept doing, I'm Groot. And my dad was like, stop it. Stop it. You're not Groot. No, My she mom is. loves Groot. I bought is, her a Groot flower Groot. pot and a Groot welcome mat. So my mom loves Groot. Anyways. S- sounds, sounds like your dad should be mad at you. I asked his permission before I bought the mat. FYI. <laughs> for, <laughs> I like, the hey, best. are you going to be mad if I bring home this... Groot thing and mom freaks out over it. <laughs> yeah, and then, then then he said, "Yeah," and he did it anyways. No, he said it's fine. She'll really like that. So very sweet. She loves her Groot. Welcome, Matt. It just says I'm Groot, which means welcome. So what is it? Dallas <laughs> Stars win the Central and make it to the Cup final. Finish second in the Central and make it to the make it to the Western Conference final. This wow, is. I really wasn't listening. I just heard Groot. No, Sorry yeah, about that. right. I no. think it's interesting. Nope. because... I said that. I, I said Groot after after the, after the tweet. So you burned. Whatever. It's midnight. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting because I think if you look at Pete DeBoer's track record taking over teams, like this is a coach that has success pretty quickly. I think there's probably questions over his ability to have that kind of longevity in terms of that kind of success, like getting to a conference final or getting to a cup final. So I think that's interesting. That's a coach that sticks and, and works right away. There's a pop there. And I think that's a bet on Jason Robertson, Joe Pavelski, Rube mm-hmm. Hintz. They've got a great top line. Miro Heiskanen, very, very good defender. You've got um, you've got pieces there. And Jake Ottinger is a star. I think that's a big bet on the top line, on your coach and Jake Ottinger. And they gave the Flames a ton of of trouble. It took down to game seven for them to get past them. The Johnny Gaudreau game winner game seven. So I think it's interesting. Yeah. We have a group list listed a bunch of stuff like that. Mentions Mason Marchment says he, he thinks he's going to prove he scores consistently, which we all know the stars need. That's true. He can they stay st- healthy. Well, they, they need one or two more Mason, Mason Marchments to add on to the stars stuff. Our buddy Eileen, she's loyal, loyal Tuesday boys. Hashtag Tuesday boys, Tuesdays. Loyal listener. Tyler Sagan is back. <laughs> what do you I, think about that, Sean? I think he's cooked, and I, I don't. I take I take no joy in that. But I don't know if if you. How about this? Insane surgery for for Sagan last year. He had, had basically had to rebuild his quad, and in, in, in addition to all the all the hip stuff that happened. So maybe, I'm pretty sure they took his quad out and put it in his hip or something mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like he had just a to- total kinetic chain meltdown after all of that. So maybe, and he's a workout freak. So so like that's the that's like the glass half full look at him, right? Is that like he he's gonna have after a year another off season of working out, you know? 
he's going to be ready to you know, contribute like a little bit more. But that that deal is just too too bad to too too bad to get past for me. I do want to bring up one thing that I found, and sorry to go back to Groot, but this is exactly what I was looking for. I think the more bold thing to say here, Groot, is that they're going to go to the cup final. <laughs> go all in, dude. Because look at this. I mean, Florida, they they missed the playoffs three times. First year in New Jersey. They're fourth in the Atlantic. They lose in the Stanley Cup final against the LA Kings. Then they miss the playoffs twice. Like This is what I mean when they, they're good, and then it's like, ah, <laughs> ooh, what's going on? It takes over in, in San Jose. They're in the Pacific, losing the Stanley Cup final. They got a little bit more there, losing the first round the next year, losing the second round the year after that, losing the conference final, and then takes over in Vegas. They lose in the conference final, losing the semis the year after that. Mm-hmm. First in the Pacific is first year in Vegas. It's the roadmap, so, baby. Could be something there. Capitalize. Year one, Pete DeBoer. There's something there. Absolutely. I dig it. Carter Rubin, big Kings fan. Cool. I know you love the Kings. Haley. I do really like watching the Kings. Gabe Velarde breakout season. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Just based on vibes? He's playing in the top six. I hate saying or no, shit no, wait, like he's, that. He's I playing, apologize. Yeah, you gotta, we got to cut back. He's not like Dom. Too, I've been too spending much, too much, much time. I, I had a moment last week. I was like, I need to... I need a break. Dom, I don't. <laughs> so, so, do, days. <laughs> so do so do podcast podcast listeners, apparently. Yeah. Somebody's in here, Habs with dads. The Habs sneak into the playoffs. That that it that's is an spicy. over that's an overreaction. I love it. It's not gonna happen. I'm as happy as anybody to see them beat the Leafs last night. I think that was awesome. But Ain't going to happen. There is a lot in here about Marc-Andre Fleury. Negative Being stuff. Being terrible? Negative stuff about about Marc-Andre Fleury. Like, Wait, I have something to say about the Habs, though. Okay. I think we're going to see a lot of fun stuff from Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield this season. Those two I, were great. Super fun to watch That whole against the Leafs. Cole Caulfield is so good. So good. And he's. it took him like game 32 or something to score two yeah. goals last season. I saw a tweet last night. It was like, if the Leafs want to contain Cole Caulfield, they should hire Dominic Ducharme. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it was a good one. Anyways, wonder what, wonder I don't think up, they're I wonder gonna, what he's up to right now. Yeah, what's he doing? Did he get a job? <laughs> I'm sure he's really nice. I mean, I'm, who knows? Any, who knows? These days in hockey, I'm not going to. I've I'm, done. You know, I'm done, I am done saying stuff like that. I. Me too, and that's why I pulled that back for myself. It's mm. like, you know what? I don't know any of you people. So unless I know you and I actually think you're nice, I don't know. So who's to say in this freaking sport? But, yeah, I'm excited to see Suzuki and Caulfield. We didn't mention, but I, hopefully maybe Ian or Sean talked about it on the Thursday show. Um, really awesome to see Sean Monahan score. Based on what he's been through the last two years, mm-hmm. two hip surgeries and back-to-back years, wrist issues previous to that, like just in, and he had fractured ribs last season as well. So he's playing on a torn labrum and fractured ribs. He even said, he's like, I don't even know what I was doing practicing. Sometimes I couldn't even tie my skates. And to me, I feel a sense of dread and I feel bad, but it's also like, what were you doing practicing? Yeah. Why were you practicing? Like if you can't even bet, like you're asking Johnny Gaudreau to tie your skates for you, like what what are we doing here? I understand guys want to be there for the team, and I'm sure there's a lot of people looking at the Flames being like, what what are we doing? How are they playing? But Sean Monahan's a guy who plays through stuff and he doesn't say a word. I don't think the Flames knew about right. the torn labrum until the yeah. end of the season when he was like, I can't keep doing this. That's and what so, I was going to say. He's got that track record of not telling them because not, he just yeah, wants to just, be a good I've guy a, for the been a, team. Been a, been a, He's a hard. He's a hard ass. He's a, he's, yeah. he's a tough dude. Yeah, it's tough to see though. Uh, it was awesome to see him score. The other thing before we get to a couple more of these um, overreactions that I didn't mention, the Edmonton Oilers had a really nice tribute for Ben Stetler at their home opener. Oh, yeah. The six-year-old fan who who passed away after a long battle with cancer. It was a really heartfelt, like a really lovely tribute video before the game. And, 
you know, Connor McDavid brought him up post game. It was just really nice to see the Oilers kind of honor this fan who really became a big kind of rallying point for, for fans and the team last season. Um, lots of stuff with Ben going like play La Bamba baby. And so it was just really sweet to see them kind of carry him in their season opener, which they won. Nice comeback win against the Vancouver Canucks. So anyways, I just wanted to to bring that up. That was something on my list that I forgot to throw in in the first segment. So let's go. Let's do a couple more of these overreactions and, and get out of here because it's it's midnight. <laughs> Anyone want to update on the Flames score? I'm just kidding. When you're listening no. to this, you'll know what happened in the Flames game. <laughs> Give us a couple more. What's good? Marc-Andre Fleury will be the Wilds backup goalie by February. <laughs> I, and looked- what, they're thinking that it's going to be uh, – Philip Gustafson, that's a starter? <laughs> I, b- I the believe kid that's, from Ottawa? believe that's the implication. We're uh, seeing a, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of this. The, uh, well, more more people are saying like that Maff's cooked and that Garen's gonna regret uh trading bringing Talbot. Him back. Maybe not bringing him back, but trading Talbot. But Talbot didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Like he was causing well, that kind of stink, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Gar- Garen was ready to just let that dude rot, I think, and then <laughs> and ended up and ended up thinking the better of it. But like Yeah, I don't know. Would you rather have would you rather have Cam Talbot or Philip Gustafson in twenty twenty two? I mean, Philip Gustafson's not when a you're proven broke. number one, you know. Cam Talbot isn't anymore either. He's he's been right. brutal for a couple years, and he's thirty. He's, he, he's another dude older than you think. Cam Talbot's like thirty six. Flurry let in seven. Yeah. Ooh. So, who would you rather have right now, Mark Andre Flurry or Matt Murray? Mark Andre Flurry. No, Matt Murray. Matt Murray. Mark Andre Flurry let in seven goals. So what? On thirty five shots, Matt Murray let in. Four on 23 shots. One's an 800 save percentage. The other's an 826. I'm not, I'm not the question wasn't who would you have rather Overreaction. Had. I want memory every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who would you rather have last night? Yeah. Sure. Or whatever on whatever. Yeah. I don't even know what day. It was Wednesday night. Whatever. Whatever we're talking about here. The um, fan reaction to protecting Murray over Flurry. It was the like demise of Matt Murray. He never recovered from how much fans hated him for the Penguins losing their sweet precious. Yeah, there is there's that was the right it was the right move back then too. Like yeah, that's they something cap space. Oh my it was how are you gonna re-sign Marc Andre Fleury? It wasn't it, it was it was expansion draft stuff. That's what it was. I know. You know you, I know that had, they lost had, him in expansion. Yeah, it was that it was that and cap stuff and then the fact that, you know. Maybe they couldn't have extended Jake Gensel or Patrick Hornquist or one of those guys. Like there was, it was there were a hundred reasons to do it. But yeah, I mean, Matt's had one half decent season out of his last five. Like it's not. I'll take I'll take Flurry. Even though I was just kidding for the record. I don't I don't. You sound pretty serious. The Rangers can win the President's Trophy. Is that happening? They just beat the Minnesota Wild seven three. <laughs> is that is it an overreaction? I don't maybe, think so. I man, Shesterkin's really good. It's probably an overreaction. I mean, you think it's an overreaction? You don't think they can be the best team in the league? I think it's realistic. I I, I don't think it's like a crazy. I don't think it's like off the books crazy like the Canadians making the playoffs would be. Right. Zibanejad looked great in their opener. Artemi Panarin had a four point night. We might see top six Alexi Lafreniere. Yeah. Chris Kreider. Chris Kreider heard all of us saying he's never going to score 50 again. Scores two today. Two goals through two games. What's maybe, that pace? Maybe Chris Kreider scores <laughs> 75 goals this year instead maybe. of 50. Oh, that's bold. <laughs> lots of lots of Capo Caco stuff. People think Caco's going to break out. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's happening. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm so sorry. That's a that's a hobby horse for Mac and Dude too. He's like, why? Really? Why are we? Yeah. He's like, it's if it was going to happen, it would happen already. He he was he the number two. tonight. He was the he was the number two pick in the draft four years ago. It's all over. He scored tonight, but it was a seven two game. Like doesn't count. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure he did it when count. the game was already like yeah. six if you, to 
five, have six to one or something, you know? If you score a goal, if you score a goal, yeah. Duh. If you score a goal when your team's up by more than four, it should only count for a half towards your total. <laughs> yeah. Do it when it counts, not this garbage time, you scrub. Guard against the garbage time merchants. They're selling you That's a bill of goods. Don't trust them. Which Kachuk brother ends the season with more points? Oh, I love question. that. I love that. Um, I think it's I think it's still Matthew. Oh, for sure. I think so. I agree. I wouldn't bet on I, w- I, w- I wouldn't bet on him to hit the numbers that he hit last year. You don't think so? You don't think him and Sam Bennett are gonna have one hundred <laughs> point seasons? I think they'll probably be better than they were a few years ago. But yeah, I, we, we've seen enough of them to say that it's pro- probably not a hundred point. If that's if that's what it ends up being, if it ends up being Kachuk and you know Kachuk and Bennett as the as the uh, the kind of power pair on on that second on that second line. I don't think that's happening. I think the thing with Matthew and and when Matthew Kachuk had a, a down season, there was a lot of like Brady's better, Brady's better. Like, what are we doing here? And Kachuk at his worst, I think his worst season was like his second full year in the league when he had like 50 points. And that's still not super far off from Brady's best, which is like 67 last season, 30 goals, 67 points. I mean, Brady's great. I I didn't even realize Brady scored 30 goals last season. I mean, Brady Kachuk is a really good player. He's the captain in Ottawa, very, very important. But Matthew Kachuk scored 42 and 104. So I think even if Matthew takes a step back, I think we're still looking at like, what, 80 point Matthew Kachuk, 70 point, something in that range. We've we've talked about this with Gaudreau, and like me, I think me, me and Craig talked about it on, on Tuesday. Like, just because a dude goes from 105 points to 95 doesn't that doesn't make him like a disappointment. Bad. Like yeah. it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to do. It doesn't happen that often, you know. So if, if Matthew Kachuk doesn't hit 100, how many did he have last year? Matthew. Yeah, was it 104? If if he doesn't hit, if he doesn't hit 104 again for the, for the rest of his career like that. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's been, you know, a disappointment or anything. We got one more. I've got one question, actually. No, I got a question. This is a fun one that I think you'll like. I'll see. In honor of the Friday show, what's your favorite food combo of two things that don't seem like they'd go together but are actually great? Some examples are fries dipped in a Frosty or peanut butter on a burger. Peanut butter on a burger is... That sounds upsetting to me. Perverse. Like, that's... Freak shit. No thank I, you. I I have I've dabbled in the French fry with like vanilla soft serve ice cream. Wow. Salty hey. and sweet. Hey. Just be careful out there. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Calm down. You're living too fast. French fries and ice cream. Salty and sweet. It's breakfast to me, baby. Let's go. What's another what? one? Are you like are you like reading off a list here? No, I just asked you that question. Those were the examples. Mm. Forget it. What was the other, What was your final one? I don't know. This show sucks. <laughs> Maddie Beneers, <laughs> point per game for the entire year by herself. <laughs> mm, I do like Maddie Beneers. Uh, is he going to have an 82-point rookie year? Yeah, I, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just say yes. You just really confused me. I was like, just, wait, are there 82 games in the hockey season? <laughs> don't admit that. Matty Beneers, good American boy. I don't think he's going to have. No, see, that's why. As, as soon as I say he's American, you're like, yeah, you know. Never no, mind. you didn't let me finish. I actually picked him to be the most impactful rookie this season. He had nine points in 10 games in his stint last season coming out of college at the end of the NCAA season. And he's picked up right where he's left off. He had two goals in their opener. They lost to the Ducks in overtime. Trevor Zegras, yeah, friend, right. of, friend of the show, Trevor Zegras scores the tie. And uh, Troy Terry gets the game winner. But then Matty Beneers comes up again today. I like Matty Beneers, but I don't think he's scoring 82 points. Mm-hmm. He will. He'll be a Flames won, by the way. Point per game. That's how long we've been talking. The Flames game is over. They won their first home opener 
slash season opener since 2009. The 12-year streak ends against Colorado Avalanche. Hmm. The Kim last time the Flames won a season opener, Jerome McGinley was the captain. Mark Giordano was making like $890,000, yeah, which is Kim right what he's making right now. Kale McCarr was in fourth grade and probably in the stands with his mom and dad watching it, watching that game. Daryl Sutter was the general manager. What a world. All right. Let's get out of here. We've talked about a lot of hockey games. And again, the, the Flames game is over. So that's how long we've been talking. We said we were going to have a quick, tight show today. And then we didn't. So thanks, everyone, for sticking around. If you did make it this far, take Sean's advice. Do the heels in the tree and find the comment section. Send us some questions. We'd love to answer whatever you have in that comment section if you can find it. It's actually really not that hard. Just go to the Listen tab, click on yeah. the Athletic Hockey Show, and click super on the hard. show. Super hard, actually. Yeah. Really, you, actually, you need really, to climb a tree. Really tough. Anyways. Pray. We'll be back next week on Friday. I don't think we'll do the wait for these games to end. No. Again. We're, never do, we're never doing this again. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> It's it's not that bad because I'm usually awake, but wow, I don't normally talk this much at this time, and I just feel bad because it wasn't sharp. So we tried it for you, dear listener, and we won't do it again for you. So thanks. We'll talk to you next week. If you are not an Athletic subscriber, you can join us at theathletic.com slash hockey show to get an annual subscription for $1 a month for the first six months.